You're listening to audio from Queen City Church. Thank you for joining us. We hope this message will encourage you and offer practical steps for a relationship with God that keeps getting better and better. We are in week two of a series called Loud and Clear. And this series is all about how to hear the voice of God. And here's our theme verse for this series. It's from Proverbs chapter three, verse five and six. It says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure everything out on your own. You don't have to figure it all out on your own. It says, listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. And church, I just want you to know that that's what I'm praying for you throughout this series that that's what your life would look like, that we would be people, that we would be a church that is so in tune with the voice of God that we hear him in everything that we do in every single place that we go. Because the truth is God is speaking and he's speaking loud and clear. And in this series, we've been at, like asking and answering questions that, we, that I, I just feel like are the biggest questions around this topic, because it is by far the most asked question I get as a pastor, like, how do I hear God? And the very first question that we answered last week was, why does God still speak? Like, he is a speaking God, but Why? And so we, we answered that question last week. You can go back. We archive all our messages. Go back if you missed it. But this week, if you are taking notes, I'm so excited to answer this question. How do I position myself to hear God's voice? Because he's speaking loud and clear. But the, the question that we have to ask ourselves, well, if he's speaking loud and clear, how do I position myself to hear God's voice. And I want to start by reading this story in 1 Samuel chapter 3. And it's one of my favorite stories. And this is what it says. It says, meanwhile, that the boy, and most scholars believe that uh, Samuel was about 12 years old at this time. So the boy Samuel, he served the Lord by assisting Eli, who was the priest at the time. It says, now in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare. And visions were quite uncommon. And some of you are at church today and you feel like that last sentence describes your life. That like, man, I, I, I hear all these other people talk about that they hear God, but I don't. And so it's, it's, it's quite uncommon. It's rare. And then it goes on to say, one night, Eli, the, the priest, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. And the lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. So he was sleeping in church. Suddenly, the Lord called out, Samuel! There's an exclamation, so I felt like I needed to be true to the text. (laughs) Yes, Samuel replied, what is it? And he got up, and he ran to Eli, the priest. said, here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you. Eli replied, go back to bed. I'm tired. Why'd you wake me up? Go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son. Eli said, go back to bed. And Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time. And once more, 
Samuel got up and he went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? And then Eli realized that it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And as someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed and the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. And so God, that is what we pray right now. We believe you're here. We believe that you want to speak, that you are speaking. And so God, we, we listen, we tune in to what you say. Help us to hear you loud and clear and help us to position ourselves and learn how to position ourselves to hear your voice. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. How many of you just by show of hands have ever heard of the medical condition presbycusis? How many of you have heard of that condition, presbycusis? That's middle, sadly, it's something that affects a whole lot of people. In fact, out of the 7.8 billion people on planet Earth, research estimates that 1.1 billion with a B, so one out of seven of those people suffer from presbycusis. Unfortunately, I am one of those people who suffer from this medical condition. And presbycusis, just so we're on the same page, so you don't freak out, like, am I going to give you something? It is the medical condition and the medical term for gradual hearing loss. That's what presbycusis is. The medical term for gradual hearing loss, which happens naturally as you get older. And over time, you lose the ability to hear certain sounds, specifically certain very high pitch frequencies. And so just for fun, I've worked with the production team and we are going to give you right now, whether you're in Withrow or whether you're watching online, we are gonna give you a presbycusis test. This to see whether or not you have presbycusis right now or you don't. So what we're gonna do is we're going to play a very high pitch frequency that some of you will not be able to hear, and some of you, you might be able to hear. And so we got that all queued up, rack in the back. Come on, give me a thumbs up. We're an amazing team back there. Come on, clap your hands for the team back there. And so listen, listen, listen. Here we go. We're going to do it. Tell me if you hear this. Ready? One, two, three. Go ahead. Come on, how many of you heard that? We actually didn't play nothing on that one. <laughs> Last service, they were like, yep, I heard it. I'm like, no, you did not. You did not. I told them, I was like, on the first one, don't play anything, okay? We're just going to mess with them. Now that I've lost your trust, I promise you that we have a sound, and we're going to play that sound now. Um, and so, for real, this is, this is the real one, okay? So the real one, tell me, tell me if you can hear this. Okay, so some people can hear that. Some of you can, okay, this, one more time, this is a presbycusis test right here, right now at Queen City Church. I'm helping you with your medical conditions. Here we go. One, two, three, go ahead. Come on, how many of you heard that? How many of you heard that? How many of you did not hear that? Like me, I did not hear that. Come on, where are my, where are my people in there? The mature people. Okay, there we go. Uh, that's a nice way of saying it, huh? Just mature. We are mature. Um, I, I never hear that. I never hear that sound. And because um, your boy has some presbycusis. Um, 
But this is a medical condition that says this. It's a medical condition that says that there are some things that some people can hear that other people cannot hear. And in 1 Samuel 3, bringing it back to the Bible, um, we see a story of somebody hearing something that somebody else could not hear something. In this story, we see that there's this 12-year-old boy named Samuel who gets woken up in the middle of the night by God's voice, not once, not twice, not three times, but four different times God wakes him up. And the first three times, he, think it's a, he thinks it's a guy named Eli, who's the priest in the tabernacle at the time that he was serving underneath. And so he goes to Eli and wakes him up and says, are you calling me? What's up? And he says, I'm not calling you. And then until finally, on the, after that happens on the third time, Eli has this light bulb moment that Samuel is actually hearing God. Now, here's what stands out to me so much when I read this text, that Samuel, who had never heard God's voice before, but that what he did is that he put himself in position to hear God. And listen, for you and I to hear God's voice loud and clear, we have to position ourselves to hear God's voice. And so my question today is, how do we do that? How do we position ourselves to hear the voice of God? And when I look at this story, I see three specific things that he positioned himself around three things. So write these things down. Number one, I see that he positioned himself around God's word. He positioned himself around God's word that if you want to hear God's voice, you need to consistently position yourself around the Bible because the Bible is so much more than just this old, ancient, out of date book that's full of these unconnected, don't have anything to do with each other stories, random stories. It's so much more than just this book that's full of all these things that you should do and not do, like this book full of these legalistic rules and regulations. It's so much more than that. Listen, the Bible is the infallible, inerrant, perfect, alive, powerful word of God. And in 2 Timothy chapter 3, it says this in verse 16 and 17. It says, every part of scripture is God-breathed. I love that. It's God-breathed. By the way, do you know that when you talk, you are exhaling? And it says that this book is God-breathed. It is God-speaking. That this, every part of scripture, cover to cover, Old Testament and new, Genesis to Revelation, is God-breathed and useful one way or another. And then it tells us how it's useful. Showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us to live God's way. Through the word, we are put together and shaped up for the task that God has for us. This book is breathing. God is speaking through the Bible. And listen, no matter how old you are, no matter the season of life that you find yourself in right now, no matter what you're experiencing, no matter what you're going through, no matter where you are on your spiritual journey, I believe with all my heart that God will speak to you and your life through the Bible. And in our story, what we see in 1 Samuel chapter 3 
is that he positioned himself by, if you read it in verse three, it says this, that he positioned himself by the lamp of God. Now remember that, lamp of God. He positioned himself by the lamp. Well, one of my favorite verses in all the Bible, talking about the Bible, is Psalm 119, 105. It says that your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. This is my favorite metaphor of the Bible, is that it's a light, that it's a, that it's a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. You and I have always spent time in the, like there's times where we find ourselves in the dark. I was that way this morning. I got up super early before my family and I was in the pitch black. You know what I did? You know what we all do when we find ourselves in a place where we got to walk around, but it's pitch black. What do we do? We pull out a light and it lights up exactly where we should go. Here's the truth. There's times in our life where we don't know where to go. There's times in our life where we have a situation where we don't know what to do. We don't know where we should go. We don't know what our next step should be. And what I love about this verse, it says that the Bible is a lamp and a light for your path that shows you when you're in the dark exactly the steps that you need to be taking right now. And here's what I love about that is that it doesn't shine all the way forever away. It gives you just enough for that very next step. And the Bible is like, oh, that's what I should do. Okay, that's where I should go. That's the decision that needs to be made. Why? Because it is a lamp and a light for my path. And let me tell you, I am so passionate about this because from personal experience, reading the Bible has been the number, hands down, it has been the number one way that I've heard God's voice, hands down. And the more I read the Bible, the more I hear God's voice, the more it lights up what I should do, the more it lights up where I should go and how I should treat people and how I should be as a husband and how I should be as a father. It lights up the way that I should treat people and the way that I should be a friend. It lights up the things that I should prioritize. It lights up how I should handle my money. It lights up how I should handle the hard times in life. Because here's the truth and here's the principle. We will hear God's voice when we read God's word. We will. We will hear God's voice when we read God's word. Now, seven years ago, it coming up, it's right, at, right around seven years ago, and it was a, it was a random Tuesday. I was, I was spending my time with God. I call it my devos. And it's, it's not for any message. It's not to prepare for anything. It's just in the mornings, I like to spend time with God. I open up my Bible and I read and I spend some time praying and I journal some and things like that. Seven years ago, on a Tuesday, I was reading my Bible and out of nowhere, I wasn't expecting it. There was nothing special about that day. Out of nowhere on that day, God spoke to me about planting a life-giving church that now exists today in Cincinnati, Ohio. And if I could just take some, I, I wish I had enough time to tell you about all the ways over the last seven years, four years of the process to starting this and the three plus years that we've been a church where I could tell you all the stories of the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God and the mirror. In fact, I believe that we are in the middle of a miracle that like that if you've ever read Ephesians 3.20, that's what I feel like I experience every day. 
that immeasurably more than what I can ask or imagine. And when I look around, I see people that are in this room and people that were in our previous service and people that I didn't know seven years ago. And now they're in my life. And I love you so much. And I'm so grateful that you're in my life. I also believe that our best days are ahead of us, not behind us. I believe that we are just re- the tip of the iceberg of what God wants to do in and through our church. And when I, when I think about that, and I think about all the stories of life change, how my life has been changed, how so many other people's lives have been changed. One, I give all the credit and all the honor and all the glory to God and to God alone. Second, here's what struck me this week. All of that started on a Tuesday sitting and reading my Bible. Because God will speak to you through his word. So I want to challenge you to make a fresh commitment today to reading God's word every single day. And listen, if you don't have a Bible, one, you can download a Bible for free on an app called YouVersion. You can download that. But if you want a physical Bible, the generous people of our church have provided Bibles for you. You can go right in our lobby, the welcome home sign, and go ask somebody, hey, can I have a Bible? And we would love to give you a Bible for free today because it's important to us that people have the word of God. If you don't know where to start, our website queencitypeople.com slash Bible has all types of resources and messages and plans and all that type stuff. And we'd love to help you on this journey. We're passionate about this because if you want to hear God's voice, you have to position yourself around God's word. Here's the second thing is that you have to position yourself around God's house, around God's house. If you want to hear God's voice, in other words, you need to constantly position yourself around the church. Now, this whole story in 1 Samuel chapter 3 happened in the tabernacle, which was the church at the time. In fact, here's what it says in verse 3. It says, the lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. And do you know why he was sleeping there? Because his mama made him. Go back and read 1 Samuel chapter 1, and you'll see that the reason why he's there is because his mama made him be in church, and that was my story growing up. My family, the house I grew up in, we were at church every single time the doors were open. It wasn't optional. It was a priority. We had to get there. And parents, let me just tell you, it is on my heart today to challenge you with the same exact thing to make church a priority for you and your family. Because let me tell you, I have the luxury of looking back. And looking back, I am so thankful that church was not optional. Because that, that, that it was a priority. And, and that it was such a big deal that, that they constantly were positioning me in God's house because it changed my life. Like I got to know Jesus in church. I got to experience freedom and addiction be broken in my life in church. I got to experience my calling and my purpose. You know where I discovered that? I discovered that in church. The best friends in my life that I've ever made in every season of my life has been in church. I found my wife in church. Come on, the single people here like, in Jesus' name, I claim that, pastor. (laughs) And you know what? The very first time that I heard God's voice was in church. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was a junior in high school 
It was before I even really started following Jesus with my whole life. And I remember sitting there and there was like, and it wasn't an audible voice. It was something just deep, it was a deep impression on my heart. And it was like, I know that that wasn't me. And over the years, I stumbled my way through like, okay, it was just like Samuel. It was like, I, I, at first I didn't know. I was like, what, what is that? What is that? Is that me? Is that, you know? But like, I want you to hear this. Like the first time that I heard that was in church, because here's the principle. We will hear God's voice when we are planted in God's house. We will. That we will hear God's voice when we are planted in God's house. And theologically, let me tell you in two minutes why. This is a rapid theological thing right here, okay? When it comes to the presence of God, there, there are, there's one, the omnipresence of God, the inner presence of God, and the manifest presence of God. See, the omnipresence of God means that God is everywhere all the time. And the inner presence of God is when the Holy Spirit comes and lives on the inside of you when you give your life to Jesus. That's the inner presence of God. And then the third is the manifest presence of God. And that's when he makes his tangible presence known among you. Now, let me share one verse with you. Matthew chapter 18, verse 20. It says, for where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there. My presence is there among them. Now, which presence is he talking about? It's not the omnipresence of God because God is everywhere all the time. It's not the inner presence of God because you don't need another person to be able to be there for you to experience that when you get saved. He's talking about the manifest presence of God. He's saying that where two or three believers gathered together, which look around, I think that there's more than that. When they gather together, my manifest presence is made known among them. I'm telling you, God has spoken to me so many times at church because of his manifest presence. And that is one of the 37,000 reasons that I can give you why it is so awesome and good for you to get planted in church, to put down roots, to be connected to a body. If it's not here, it needs to be somewhere because you will experience the manifest presence of God and you will hear God. I'm telling you, when you consistently position yourself at church, you make a commitment. I'm going to be there. God will speak to you during worship. He'll speak to an area of your life. He'll speak to your soul. God will every single time that we come together and we open up this book and say, okay, let's study it. Let's see what God wants to say. God will speak to you when we do that. But let's not put God into a box and say that all of God is just within this service. Because what I believe is that when you position yourself here, God will speak to you in the lobby in a conversation with somebody else. That if you go to a small group or two or three or gathered, whenever we do our groups, that, that God will speak to you in that group. That God will speak to you today in Grow Track when you go there and you hear about like the ways that you're wired and God's going to speak to you and say, this is how I made you to go make a difference in this world. 
that God's going to speak to you every single time that you go and you serve and you join alongside one of our dream teams and say, I'm not just here to consume. I'm here to contribute. I'm here on mission. I'm here to make a difference. And while you're doing that, I believe there's going to be encounters and times where God's going to speak to you. I'm telling you, God will speak to you. If you want to hear God, position yourself around God's word, two, God's house, and then three, write this down, God's people, God's people. If you want to hear God's voice, let me just tell you, you need to consistently position yourself around good, godly people, people who love God, people who know God, people who serve God, people who have a real, close, consistent relationship with God. And when we look at our story, we see that Samuel would have never known it was God's voice until Eli helped him. Because you see, Samuel, he was hearing a voice, but Eli had the revelation that it was God's voice. We see this in verse eight. It says, so the Lord called a third time. And once more, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am, did you call me? And let me just pause right there and let me just say that this little detail, the fact that Samuel kept going back to Eli, I think it points to a truth that God's voice often sounds like healthy spiritual authority in your life. I do. I I, I think that there's unhealthy spiritual authority and that's not what I'm endorsing. I'm not endorsing anything that is controlling. I'm not endorsing anything that's weird. I'm not endorsing anything that where there's all these levels and it's saying that I can hear God and you can't hear God. That's not what I'm saying. That's unhealthy spiritual authority. But what I'm saying is that there is healthy spiritual authority. And I think that this little like part of this story, it points to the fact that I think God's voice often sounds like healthy spiritual authority. That's why we need that in our lives. We all do. Because this is what it says. It goes on to say that then Eli, not Samuel, Eli realized that it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So then Eli, he made the decision to help him and say, hey, next time this happens, here's what you should do. And you go and you read that he does exactly what Eli tells him to do. And he has an encounter with God. See, Samuel heard and he recognized God's voice because he positioned himself around the right people. And that points to this truth that we will hear God's voice when we are connected to God's people. We will. In fact, this week, uh, somebody in our church, somebody on our leadership team experienced something all of a sudden that this situation that was really hard and it was very emotional and it was very tough And this situation required some quick decisions and it required assessing a situation and saying, we have to make a decision really quick that had the potential to have very big and serious consequences. And this person made the decision, you know what? This is a highly emotional, I'm highly emotional and I'm not going to make this decision by myself. I'm going, we have a conviction around here and we say it a lot that we refuse to live life alone. And let me just tell you, you know when that really comes to play? When everything inside you wants to live life alone. That's when you have to make the decision, I refuse right now to live life alone. And so this person picked up their phone, sent a text, which led to a phone call. 
and in this phone call just talked out that situation and had a safe place from somebody who knew and loved and had a close relationship with God. And by the way, that is so wise. But one of my, one of my pastors, he used to always say that emotion is like the fog. And so emotions from God, it's not bad, but it is the fog. And a lot of times when you're in the fog, you just can't see what needs to happen and you can't see clearly. And when that happens, you need somebody that's not in the fog to help you know where to go. And so picked up the phone, made that call and do that. And then by the end of that conversation, something that was so heavy, you could see visibly that it got lighter. You could see that they experienced like peace and not peace they could talk themselves into having. It was God peace. It was peace that passed all their understanding. It was peace that didn't even make sense. It was peace where the situation did not change, but they still experienced something inside of them that did change. And that was called peace. They experienced that. They got some much needed perspective from somebody that wasn't in the emotional fog and they walked away with some wisdom and much needed clarity. And what I believe is that it wasn't just a good logical conversation that helped with the good. It was, I believe that God spoke to their heart because they refused to live life alone and position themselves around good godly people who love and know God. And so my question is, do you have people like that in your life? Do you have people that you can pick up the phone? When that happens to you, do you have people you can text and that you can call? And if you don't, listen, I believe with all my heart that those people are within our church. I'm just gonna tell you straight up right now that we would be better with you. We would. But let me tell you this straight up too, because I'm looking around, I'm seeing the amazing people in this, in this room and that was in the room in the service before. Your life will be better with them in it. He'll be better. And if you're like here and you're like, okay, where do I start? How do I get connected? Let me just tell you the two best ways to connect with people is groups and they start. And I'm telling you, the first couple are going to be awkward. <laughs> Lean into it. It's okay. Let me, every, every new relationship's awkward at the beginning. Everyone, everyone, the people you're closest with now, the first time it was kind of awkward. It's Okay. You'll get there. And then the second is by serving on a dream team, by making a difference with a group of people, by saying, we're going to live on mission, that this isn't, the whole thing isn't going to be about me. It's going to be about others. And you'll connect with the group of people that are on that team. And you'll be able to do that. The way to do that is to go through growth track and we'll help you. I'm just telling you that is in the best way Do that. I'm not saying it's a perfect way. I'm not, but it is a good way. It is the best way. And I, I just feel like it's so important for us to get connected because if you want to hear God, you got to position yourself around God's word, God's house, and God's people. So as we end, I want to go back to this thought and this, this medical condition of presbycusis. You know, this, this medical condition that says that there's some things that some people can hear that other people can't. And as I was praying and thinking about that, and I was learning about it, and the thing that I felt like God put on my heart with that is that some of you have bought into a lie that you have spiritual presbycusis. That some of you along the way have picked up, even, even you're listening to all this. You've heard me talk for the last 30 minutes 
and you're like, yeah, they can hear God, but I can't. I have spiritual presbycusis. They can hear things that I can't hear. Because if you only knew my story, if you only knew all the mistakes that I make and the things behind the scenes, if you only know what I did last year, last week, last night, if you would know that, you would know that God would never speak to me. You would know that if you looked at my life, I just don't, I'm just not close enough to God for him to speak to me. Like I, I don't read my Bible, I don't pray. Man, I, I'm just lucky to be in church. Some of you have along the way picked up this lie that like all oh, them, they can hear God. The, the, the group leader, they can hear God. The person that stands on this platform and holds mics and talks on, like they can hear God, but not me. If that's you, if you've ever had that thought, if right now you're hearing all this and you're like, yeah, but them, but not me. Look me in the eyes. Please hear this. That is a lie. That is a lie straight from the pit of hell. Listen, listen, you can hear God. You can hear God. God is speaking to you and you, in fact, you are wired, connected, hardwired by God to hear his voice. You can hear God. And what I love about this story, I love that this story, just like the entire Bible cover to cover, it actually points to grace. It points to Jesus. It points to the gospel. Because when you read through this, you see that Samuel, he didn't get it right the first time or the second time or the third time. But God gave him a fourth chance. And here's what I believe, because I know the nature and the character of God, is that he would have given him a 14th chance because that's who God is. And maybe you're here and you're like, I've made mistakes. I've messed up more times than I can count in bigger ways than I can even measure. You need to know that we serve the God of second chances and third chances and fourth chances and fifth chances and sixth chances and seventh chances and eight chances and on and on and on and on. That there's, there, there's not enough chances that he won't give you one more. And you need to know that that God wants to speak to you no matter how many times that it takes. Because here's the truth. He's been speaking to you your whole life. He's been speaking directly to you and he's speaking to you today. And that's why we love to carve some time out right at the very end before we pack up and go to Chili's. Before we do that, it's so important for us to not go through the motions of what we're about to do. Because what I believe is that God wants to speak to you right now. In fact, will you close your eyes, bow your head, and just very, in your own way, will you ask God to speak to you right now? In fact, ask him this. Say, God, what are you saying to me today? What are you saying directly to me? 
And with your eyes closed and head bowed, let me just tell you, I do this every single day in my devos. I finish my time with God. I read my Bible. I journal a little bit. I pray. And then I ask God, God, what are you saying to me today? And oftentimes how God speaks to me is he leads my heart to one next step towards like one way that I can tangibly respond. And so ask him that. Ask him this question. What does my response need to be to this message? What next step should I take? Because I believe that he wants to speak to you and give you one today. And maybe it's to make a fresh commitment to God's word and to read the Bible every day. Maybe it's, it's time to get planted in a church and to go all in. Maybe it's to tangibly start growth track today. Maybe it's, it's saying, you know, it's time to finally get connected to the right people. But maybe God is saying that it's time to get right with him, to go all in with him, to give him your life, to make the decision to follow him. And maybe you've never made that decision. Maybe you have before, but you find yourself at church today and you're just far from God. You've walked away from him. You feel like there's distance between him and you. And today you just need a fresh start. And we always wanna give you the opportunity to make the most important decision of your life, the decision to follow Jesus. I'm telling you that like, that is the best way to be able to create that connection between you and God and say, God, before anything, before I do anything, I wanna be right with you. And so if you're here and you wanna make that decision, you need to know we're not gonna point you out. We're not gonna make you come forward, embarrass you in any way. All I wanna do is I wanna lead you in a prayer. And if you wanna be included in that prayer, if you're like, today, that's my choice. I need to get right with God. I need a fresh start. I need to receive his grace. I, I've, I've, I've messed up more times than count. Like I've taken my first chance, second chance, third chance, fourth chance, but let me tell you, there's another chance right now. And if you're here and you know that that's the choice, that's the decision that you need to make, God is speaking to you right now. In Revelation, it says that he knocks on the door of your heart waiting to come in. And right now he's speaking to you. He's saying, let me in. And if you're here and that's you, I wanna pray with you. And with every eye closed and head bowed, as just a sign of faith, I'm gonna invite you, if that's your decision, on the count of three, to put your hand up boldly in the air and say, include me in that prayer. If, if you're here and that's you, first time we're all over again. Count of three, put your hand up in the air. One, two, three. If you're here, that's you. Yes, I got you, I got you, I got you. It's awesome, it's awesome, I'm proud of you. Anybody else, anybody else? Hand up in the air saying, that's me, that's me, yes. It's also, if you're watching online, if that's you, just right where you're at, just as an act of faith. It's not important that I see, it's important that God sees it. And just pray something like this in your heart. Just say, Jesus, I love you and I need you. And I'm sorry that I've lived my life without you. Will you come live inside me, that inner presence? Will you change me? Because I cannot change myself. And will you make me brand new? I surrender my whole life to you. I give you my life. And I receive your grace. 
I'm so thankful today that you're a God of second chances and third chances and fourth chances and fifth chances. And today, I make the decision to follow you, not just for today, not just for this week, but for the rest of my life. I choose to follow you. We thank you so much for Jesus. And it's through Jesus that we pray. And everybody said, amen. Church, can you clap your hands? Come on and celebrate with those that just made that decision. It's awesome. We are proud of you. We are sincerely proud of you. If there's anything in your life that we can pray for, please visit queencitypeople.com slash prayer. For the latest updates on our church, follow us on social media at Queen City People or visit queencitypeople.com.